Hello and welcome to MacPreneur, the show that helps entrepreneurs from all around the world run their business on Apple Gear. My name is Damien Schreurs and here we go for today's episode. So if you're listening to this right after it went live on January 4th, 2019, Happy New Year. All the best to you, your family and your entrepreneurial journey in 2019. For those of you who celebrated Christmas, Hanukkah or Panchaganapati in December, a new Apple device might have entered your life. So in today's show, I'll share with you what to do before selling or giving away your old device. And if you're listening to this months after the episode was released, well, this might still be helpful to you, especially if you intend to replace one of your devices. Now, before diving in, I just wanted to thank you for listening to the show. I truly appreciate you fitting the MacPreneur podcast in your busy life. If it's your first time, welcome to the MacPreneur tribe. You're joining listeners located all around the world. And I've prepared something special for you. 30 tips to help you make the most of your Apple devices. Among other things, you'll learn how to operate your device faster and tame notifications, which will make you more productive on the long run. To sign up to this free email course, just visit macprun.com or click on the link in the show notes available at macprun.com forward slash episode 26. So now let's dive into today's topic. Before selling or giving away your old iPhone, there are a few things uh, to do. And here is the, the overall process. First of all, the question is, do you have an Apple Watch that is paired to this iPhone? If that's the case, then you first will need to unpair the Apple Watch from the iPhone before giving it away. So to do that, make sure that both the Apple Watch and the iPhone are close to each other. They are both also running the latest version of watchOS and iOS and are connected to Wi-Fi. Now, to unpair the Apple Watch, you will just use the, the Watch app on your iPhone. And by doing so, by following the unpairing process, a backup of the Apple Watch will be created and stored on your phone. And, and then when you will backup your iPhone, you will also backup your Apple Watch. Now, if you have a cellular plan tied to your Apple Watch, you will have to choose uh, the option of either keeping the cellular plant or removing the, the cellular plant. Of course, if you, if you just are giving away your old iPhone, obviously you, you would like to keep the cellular plant tied to your Apple Watch and then pair the Apple Watch to your new iPhone. Now, once the Apple Watch has been unpa unpaired, this is when you do a backup of your iPhone, at least one backup, preferably two, and I will, uh, I will explain a little bit why. So the first backup that you would do would be through iCloud, provided that you have enough iCloud storage, of course. For that, you go to settings 
your Apple ID, then iCloud. You go to the backup and you can actually trigger, manually trigger an iCloud backup from your phone. Now, as I said, when you do that, and if you have an Apple Watch, the, the last Apple Watch uh, uh, state will be backed up as well. The second type of backup for your iPhone is via iTunes on a computer. And if you do that, make sure that you tick the option encrypt the backup. Otherwise, you will lose all your health and activity data from both your iPhone and your Apple Watch. So I would say that as a standard procedure, you should do both an iCloud and an iTunes backup. The iCloud backup is great because when you will restore uh, the backup on a new device, it's usually better, you don't need a cable. And um, uh, the iTunes backup, why the iTunes backup is great is because with an application like iMazing, which I've already talked about, I think, in a previous episode, you can extract information from the iTunes backup. And so I've been in a case where I switched phone and I wanted to uh, set the new phone as completely new, as a, as a new iPhone. But there were a few apps from which I wanted to restore the, the data. And with iMazing, I was able to actually take a couple of apps from the backup from the, on the other iPhone, the old iPhone, and then restore just these two, three apps onto the new iPhone. So that's, uh, that's good. Also with uh, iMazing, you can go into an iTunes backup and you can extract some messages, some pictures. So you can really do a few things that you cannot from an iCloud backup. So once the backup is completed, so and I would say once both backups have been completed, the next step is to turn off Find My iPhone. So the reason why we turn off Find My iPhone is to turn off uh, activation lock so that the iPhone can be used with another Apple ID. So to do that, you go in the settings app, you tap on your Apple ID, you go to iCloud, Find My iPhone, and you turn it off. You will need to enter your Apple ID uh, password. And from then on, the, the iPhone is unlocked or not tied uh, with your Apple ID. And the next step is actually to completely sign out of iCloud and iTunes as well. So you go to, uh, your, so if you already are in uh, uh, settings Apple ID iCloud, you sign out and uh, it will ask you whether you want to keep data on your iPhone, like the, the Safari data, uh, your picture, if you have activated iCloud Photo Library. At this point, it really doesn't matter what you choose, whether or not you keep it on the device or you remove it from the device. I would say keep it on the device. I think it will be faster. The thing is, afterwards, we will anyway completely erase the device. So at this point, if you want to keep it on devices, it's okay. Uh, for iTunes, it's the same. So you have to go to uh, settings, your Apple ID, iTunes and uh, App Store account. And there you uh, uh, sign out of iTunes with your Apple ID. 
The next step is um, important, especially important if you switch from an iPhone to an Android device and is to turn off iMessage. So for that you go to settings, messages and you toggle off the iMessage button. The thing is if you switch to an Android device and you don't deregister iMessage you might have issues receiving SMS and MMS messages on Android. Uh, so this is why uh, it's important. In any case, it's always good to turn off the, the ties with iMessage and FaceTime so that you, yeah, you completely uh, cut your iPhone, this iPhone from uh, iMessage. So yeah, so to turn off iMessage, afterwards you do the same with FaceTime. So you go to settings and uh, FaceTime, you turn off uh, FaceTime as well so that it's not tied with your mobile phone number anymore. And finally, once you have done all that, you can completely erase the iPhone. So to do that, you go to settings, general reset, and you choose the option erase all content and settings. You will need to enter your device passcode. It will ask you one last time whether you're sure that you want to erase the, the iPhone. You tap erase iPhone and then it will take a couple of minutes and then the, the iPhone will reboot and it will be ready to be set up by the new owner. And here you might think that maybe erasing the iPhone is a bit overkill, especially if you plan to pass it down to, to your child or if you want to give it to your spouse or another family member. But please really understand it's, it's really justified to do that because I've seen so many privacy issues or problems linked with Apple accounts. So for instance, for iTunes and the App Store, there is a limit of five mobile devices where apps, music, and movies can be uh, uh, installed onto. And every app that you download is actually linked to your Apple account. Meaning that if you don't erase the device, and if you, maybe you think, okay, uh, I've paid for some apps and I would like my wife to have those apps. The thing is, even if your wife signs into iTunes and the App Store with her Apple ID, the apps that are already on the iPhone are linked to your Apple ID. And every time that there will be an update to, to the apps, the device will ask for your, your own Apple ID password. It's only the, the apps, the new apps that your wife will download later on, or your spouse will download later on, that uh, they will be linked to that to your spouse Apple ID. So that's why I, I, I think it's better, much, much better to completely erase the device and so and not leave any uh, old applications uh, on, on the iPhone. If we talk about specifically about giving away an old device to, to your kids, for instance, then the best is, is to activate family sharing. So you activate family sharing beforehand on your iPhone or if you have a um, compatible Mac you can do that as well on a Mac running High Sierra or later and uh, you can create a dedicated Apple ID for your child and uh, doing so is much better than 
just keeping the device as is and uh, giving it to, to your child. I've seen so many problems when parents do that, actually, when, when they just <laughs> sign out of the Apple ID and um, or even sometimes not sign out uh, with the Apple ID. They give the, the phone to their child and then they have mixed contacts. The contacts from the child is mixed with the contacts of the parent. You have also sometimes uh, phone calls that uh, are going on all the devices, SMS messages going on all the devices. And so depending on sometimes on the settings of the, the device, especially if uh, messages are not uh, synchronized over iCloud, then sometimes they are lost messages. So the first device that is open at the time that receives the message is the one that will get the message. The other devices won't necessarily get the message. And so yeah, that's why I think it's, it's very important, even if we talk about family members, that you completely erase the device and then set it up as new. And if needed, create a dedicated Apple ID. And in case of kids, through family sharing, you can actually link the child's Apple ID to your own, uh, to the parent Apple ID. So that's for the iPhone. Uh, for the iPad, it's very similar, except that usually there is no Apple Watch to unpair. But everything else is the same for the iPad. So you do, you do a backup, turn off Find My iPhone, you sign out of iCloud, iTunes, iMessage, FaceTime, and then you are able to completely erase uh, the iPad. For the Apple Watch, if you just uh, change Apple Watch, you, 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 you keep your iPhone, but you have bought the fourth generation Apple Watch and you still have the second or the th third generation. So the thing to do is you unpair the, the Apple Watch from your iPhone. And as explained, doing so, it will create a last backup of your Apple Watch. Make sure that the Apple Watch and the iPhone are fully up to date. Otherwise, you may, might not have a backup of your Apple Watch. So this is very important. So make sure that everything is up to date. Unpair the Apple Watch. This will create a backup of your Apple Watch on your phone. And this will also completely uh, reset the Apple Watch to factory settings. If you had uh, Find My Watch, you need to also enter your Apple ID password to turn off activation lock. And uh, once the Apple Watch is completely reset to factory settings, now you can uh, sell it or, or give it away. And um, it's only when you have done that that I would say that you would pair the new Apple Watch because then by pairing the new Apple Watch with your iPhone, you will be offered the choice to restore from the backup from your old Apple Watch. If you don't do that, the thing is you will have to recreate everything. So you have to, to reconfigure your watch faces and so on. So it's better to, it's better to, to restore from, from a backup. Okay, next up, the Mac. And um, here's the, the process if you want to, to sell or give away your old Mac. First thing is uh, similar, is to make at least one backup. And I would say preferably two backups. So the first 
kind of backup is the regular one, I would say, it's the time machine backup. So make sure that you do a last uh, time machine backup. Now, the second type of backup is, it's not required, but I really uh, recommend to do that, especially if you, if you, uh, if you use your, your Mac for your, for your business, to make sure that you have something that's easy to access. And, and here it's, uh, it's called a clone. So the, the, the goal here is to completely clone the hard drive with a tool like SuperDuper or Carbon Copy Cloner. So the advantage of a clone, and especially if it's on an SSD connected over USB 3 or Thunderbolt, is that you could actually boot from the clone on your new computer. So this is especially important if you want to go into some of the settings that you uh, maybe did, did, did you forgot about, or if you want to uh, access certain uh, system files, for instance. So, so this is great. Um, in any case, even if you don't need the clone, it's always good to have it and keep it at least for one month, I would say one or two months, so that you have a reference copy of everything that was on the, on the hard drive. So for this, you will need an external hard drive with at least the same capacity of the internal one. And uh, also, if you, if you clone multiple hundreds of gigabytes, then it can take a few hours, even more, if the drive is connected over the old USB 2 standard. Uh, if you use USB 3 or Thunderbolt, it's usually pretty fast. But if it's old USB 2 standard, then it's uh, much, uh, much slower. The next thing after the backup is to sign out of iCloud and in particular to turn off Find My Mac. So for that, you launch uh, System Preferences, then you visit uh, iCloud, and there you can turn off uh, the different options. And finally, once you have turned off the thing, you can actually sign out, completely sign out of iCloud. Next step is to sign out of the App Store. So you launch the App Store, you click on the Store menu, then you click on Sign Out. So the next step is to deauthorize your computer from iTunes. This is an important step because as I explained, there are uh, five devices limit with iTunes and actually it's uh, 10 devices total, five computers and five mobile devices, so iPhone and iPad. And so to make sure that you can listen to the, the songs that you have purchased on iTunes or the movies or the TV series that you may have uh, bought, if you want to be able to, to watch them on, or access them on an other computer, on a new computer, it's better to keep and to stay under the five devices limit. And so to do that, and especially because you will sell or give away your computer, it's better to deauthorize the, the device. So be, and you, the, only, the only time you can do it is before you erase it, because if you do that after, well, it's not possible to do that after erasing the device. So to do that, you launch iTunes and you click on the account menu you select uh, authorization and you click on deauthorize this computer. Now, if you have an Audible account and you also authorized uh, these Audible uh, books on your, uh, from iTunes, it's better to also deauthorize the Audible account. So it's through the same menu. The next step 
is similar. It's to sign out of uh, iMessage. So for that, you launch the Messages app. You click on the Messages menu and you open the Preference pane. Or you do Command, Comma. This is the keyboard shortcut to open the Preference pane from any app. Then you click on the Accounts tab if you have an older device and or the iMessage tab if you have uh, Mojave and then you click on sign out and next you will repeat the, the steps before uh, on all the user accounts if you have more than one so for each user account on your computer you will sign out of iCloud you will sign out of the App Store, you will deauthorize the computer from iTunes, and you will sign out of iMessage. So you have to repeat that for all the user accounts if necessary. Now, if you have Bluetooth devices that you want to reuse for your new computer, while the old computer will stay either in your house or in your office, then you need to go through the unpair process for the Bluetooth devices. The thing is, uh, Bluetooth has quite a, a, a good range indoors, so on the same floor, within uh, 10, 15, even uh, 30 meters, it's uh, possible to, for, so you, you can connect Bluetooth devices in, in, in that range. And so that means that if you if you plan to give away your device to a colleague or to a, a family member and the, 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 the Mac will stay in, at the same place, but you want to keep your, your keyboard and mouse and trackpad and so on, they might accidentally pair with the old, uh, with the old Mac. So if you have... Um, if you have the latest uh, generation Apple trackpad or even um, a Bluetooth keyboard, you have the option to actually unpair them from Bluetooth but connect them via USB. And so that, that is the, the way that I would recommend. So you go to System Preferences, you click on Bluetooth, you select the desired uh, peripheral, and then you click on the small X to unpair the device. And you repeat that with all the, the peripherals, but you connect them now over USB. And this is important because then the final step of uh, preparing the device is to completely reset it to factory settings. And so you, you will need a way to operate the device anyway. So this is the, this is the last step, which is the, the most scary one because it means erasing the internal hard drive and reinstalling macOS completely fresh. So to do so, you will shut down your Mac, then you will unplug every external storage that you connected to your Mac, so unplug everything so that when you turn it on, there, is only, there will only be one, one hard drive that it will be visible. If you have a MacBook also, plug it into power, and then you turn your Mac on, but immediately after turning it on, you press both the command key and the R key together. So command R, which will actually boot the computer into the recovery partition. So you will wait, wait a few seconds um, and then you will see 
actually the macOS utilities menu. It's different than when you boot your computer normally because now you're on a separate partition. It's a really light version of, of macOS. It's a completely stripped down version of macOS that is used only for uh, this kind of purpose, for troubleshooting or for reinstalling the, the OS. So on the macOS utilities menu, you will see a disk utility option. One of the options is there. So you click on disk utility. And then you will select the internal hard drive, which is usually named Macintosh HD. And once the, the hard drive is selected, you click on the erase button. You enter a name. I recommend to reuse the same name, so Macintosh HD with a H and D capital letter. Now for the format, you can choose either APFS, which is the, the latest uh, uh, format, or the old one, which is uh, macOS Extended Journaled. Now, normally, Disk Utility will, will offer you the, the most compatible one. So if it offers you APFS, keep it that way. And if it offers you macOS Extended Journal, keep it that way as well. If it will ask you for a scheme, you choose GUID Partition Map. And then once you have done everything, you click on Erase. So it will completely erase the internal hard drive. Now, if you had... Uh, encrypted the hard drive with FileVault. Before being able to actually access the hard drive, you will need to enter the, uh, the password of one of the user accounts. Now, when the internal hard drive has been fully erased, you will quit this utility, and then you will be back and you will see again the utilities uh, window. And there, the second option is reinstalled macOS. So you, you click on reinstall macOS, you click on continue, you will choose the internal hard drive, the Macintosh HD, and then you will follow the on-screen instructions and you let the reinstallation finish. Please, if you have a MacBook, keep the lid open and don't worry, as sometimes the screen might be blank, it's, it's normal. Uh, don't, don't worry about that. And also the computer will reboot uh, maybe a couple of times by itself. And after the last reboot, the Mac will restart into Setup Assistant. So it's the stage is the same stage as when you actually bought your Mac and you uh, unboxed it. The first thing that happens when you open uh, your computer, when you boot your computer for the first time, is you, you boot into Setup Assistant. So at this point, the computer is ready for the new owner. And so because you don't want to set up the Mac, you will uh, quit the assistance by pressing the keyboard shortcut Command and Q. Command Q. You will quit the assistant and then you will click on shutdown and now your Mac is ready for the next owner. And finally, for the uh, Apple TV and the HomePod, you actually just need to reset them to factory settings. So there, there's not a lot to do. For the third generation Apple TV, you go to settings, general reset, and then you have two options. You can either do reset all settings and I would say do that if you know that the Apple TV is fully up-to-date uh, OS-wise. If you would like the Apple TV to be updated to the very latest version of the, the software, then you will choose the option called Restore. 
Please note that you will need an internet connectivity for this option because it will then download the latest version of the, uh, the software for your Apple TV. For the fourth generation Apple TV, you have to go to settings, system and then reset. And here you have two options, either just reset, it's like the, uh, the first option uh, for the third generation. So if, if, you're, if you know your Apple TV is fully up to date, and you just want to reset the you, you you just want to disconnect it from all your accounts you choose reset or the other option is reset and update if you want to install the latest uh, software updates for for the apple tv again the same internet connectivity is required for this uh, option and for the home pod you have three options to reset it either from the home app on your iphone or a mac running at least macOS 10 14 Mojave or directly from the HomePod itself. So on your iPhone you will open the Home app, press and hold on the HomePod, then tap on settings, you will scroll down and you tap on remove accessory. On a Mac running at least uh, Mojave you will double click on the HomePod and then click on settings and again you will scroll down and you will click on remove accessory. Now directly from the HomePod itself, you will unplug the HomePod and you wait for five seconds before plugging it back in. Now once it's plugged in, you wait for five seconds, then you will touch the top of the HomePod and you keep your finger until Siri says that it's about to reset the HomePod. After you hear three beeps, then you can lift your finger and that will have reset the HomePod to factory settings. I would say only do that if you, if you don't have the, the iPhone or the, the iPad that was used to configure the, the HomePod. So that's it for today. I hope you found this episode useful somehow. Uh, and as usual, all the links will be in the show notes available at macpronote.com forward slash episode 26, where Remember, you will also find a way to sign up for the free email course with 30 tips to make you more productive on your Apple devices. And uh, until next time, I'm Damien Schroes, wishing you a great day.